This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Marketing Jam is brought to you by Cyber Impact, the email marketing platform made specifically for Canadian small businesses. Go to cyberimpact.com forward slash jelly, create a free account, and start sending Castle compliant promotional emails in just a few clicks. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. Hi there, welcome back to Marketing Jam. I'm Shahid, and this is Aaron Orendorf from Shopify Plus. You're the editor-in-chief at Shopify. Shopify Plus. Now, tell us a little bit about the difference between Shopify and Shopify Plus to start. Oh, Shahid, good question <laughs> yeah. to start us rolling with. It took, took me a long time no. to, to come up with that one. So, uh, yeah, Shopify, a lot of people are familiar with, yeah. especially if you're in the e-commerce space. A uh, lot of entrepreneurial focus, small business, getting started, building dreams kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And really, Shopify Plus just grew out of a number of the big success stories on Shopify. and didn't want to see them outgrow us, so this kicked off about three years ago, and now we service uh, around 3,600 plus merchants out of Shopify's 600,000 plus, so designers like Rebecca Minkoff, Red Bull, Tesla, New York Times, okay, those so kind of little, large. the little ones. Yeah, the little ones. Yeah, okay. that, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have a lock on every Kardashian as well, <laughs> which is really no joke in the e-commerce space yeah. of what they're doing. But it's impressive. Yeah, it is. I don't know how we manage that, yeah. but yes. <laughs> Kudos. Okay, so um, in your role as editor-in-chief, um, what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? And well, let's start there, and, and then we'll go from. I am supposedly the, the man with all the words yes. around the yes. hallways of Slack and on campus. Yeah. And so really that's what a, a lot of it comes down to, is setting the editorial calendar for content, whether that's blog content, uh, email sequences, landing pages, updating solutions and features pages, really just that the last eyes on everything, sort of the first and last eyes on setting the course and then checking off the boxes as we go. Yeah, so you, you've got away with words, right? I mean, you're a contributor to many, many places that deal with words and publish words. Uh, how, how did that come about? So what's your background? I've got a, so I, I actually, I have a Master's of Divinity. Okay. Is right. what it's, yeah. Well, I'm sure words so are important there. So I had a, there. a former life in <laughs> philosophy okay. and theology. I went into academics and really fell in love with some people in that realm for whom persuasion was was, was everything in a non-manipulative, how do I crawl inside someone's mind, how do I figure out their worldview, and then use that as an entryway into mine, so we use a shared language, what about pain points, Sounds a lot like marketing. It's, <laughs> so, and that was my introduction yeah. to it. Yeah. And I found that I just had this real love of that kind of communication. And so I made my way over to content marketing to start about five years ago and went crazy writing for as many places that would let me. Yeah, what's, what's your expertise? What's your area, your niche area of writing? I know so much more yeah. about e-commerce and acronyms related to 3PL <laughs> yeah. and logistics and okay. product information management and inventory management and order management and between a warehouse management system. And a, so it really was a baptism by fire in a lot of ways about two years ago yeah. when I started writing for Shopify Plus just as a content marketer. Yeah. But the really wonderful thing about Shopify Plus is its audience is sophisticated enough and successful enough already that you can't fake it. So I feel like I can really stand up and say this this area of e-commerce, especially at scale, 
is something I've lived and breathed in the trenches with merchants, with other businesses, on the paper, and gotten feedback on for going on two plus years now. That's that's my jam. So your jam. Um, <laughs> so content marketers are, you know, they, they believe in what they're doing. You know, I, I consider myself one, and, and you know, the videos and, and things we produce at our agency, you know, I believe they have a you know a pretty good impact. But you know, what why is content marketing effective in, in your mind? You know, I talked earlier today here at uh, CIMC about really how do you rank. Uh, how do you rank written content? Because even if, you know, as voice takes over and, and video takes over and social takes over, Google still rules the freaking world. Mm -hmm. uh, Google then Amazon when it comes to e-commerce and anything like that. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want organic traffic, which means traffic that trusts you from the jump versus paid traffic, which is everybody kind of goes into it wide-eyed suspiciously, right. Organic traffic is far more valuable, and the way that that happens is through written content, and now sort of bleeding into video, but really still, written content still rules Google, and Google rules the world, and content marketing is the way you produce something that gets linked to, which is sort of like the, the, the approval that this is good enough, you also should read this. It's the, it's the opening door, it's what builds trust, it's all of those things that are still very relevant. A lot of businesses would say, Though it is a long-term game, uh, in that it, it takes a while to get to conversion. Is that just the price of entry? Like, yeah. And the price of loyalty, maybe. It really depends on the business that you're in. If I was a straight-up e-commerce product offering, I would be hard-pressed to make the case for content marketing. I would be. It is a long-term play, and there's some great examples. Uh, there's a, a streetwear company called The Hundreds, which is. Happens to be a Shopify Plus and that. <laughs> Coincidence. They, they built out of this love of streetwear culture, the, the, the love of fashion. It was a straight up fashion blog that just exploded into an enterprise level fashion brand. And they did it on the back of content. Now that's, that's a rarity in a lot of ways. And I think where the, the real insight for something like content marketing comes is thinking sequentially. Because even if you're running an AdWords campaign or a Facebook campaign, thinking in terms of multiple funnels and what piece of content capital C does someone need at each stage to become yeah. a buyer. So you might not be writing long form content or producing long form video, yeah. but it's, it's still all content at the end of the day. Yeah, and I mean, as, as a content marketer, you can still sit here and say it might not be for you. It might not be the way to go. Is, is that fair? I think that's fair. The, the flip side of that is there's always going to be a place for people who are looking for, if you sell outdoor wear, people want to know what are the 50 best hikes they should take in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And that is going to be the kind of thing that makes it far easier for you to draw organic traffic by creating that guide or that blog post to get someone into your email sequence to build that trust initially and have a more long-term customer that came in not just to buy a product and transact with you but to learn from you to have a problem solved by you so there's a place for both yeah yeah so um, i feel like we've potentially reached a place where people are creating content for the sake of creating content. And I, I think you might agree, uh, but you, I mean, the, the topic of your talk today was more with less, you don't need a thousand pieces of content. Is that related to what I'm saying here or, or not? I think so. 
Because e even with, with what I see with larger brands is there's often a feed the machine mentality. Yeah. And this is true. Written content, it's uber true of social-based content and video-based yeah. content where you just have to release a new makeup tutorial week in and week out. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's very little thought given to the structural, how do we house this as a resource center? How can we interlink and build upon these different pieces and create some sort of cornerstone piece of content to rule them all so that we can capture the most amount of eyeballs, the most amount of attention as possible instead of just constantly turning out something new and just letting it stand yeah. on its own. Having right. a holistic strategy. Right. How do you think we got here? Why is that? Why, why is it that you know, consistency is maybe more important than quality these days? I, because it's free to push publish. Yeah. I mean, it's just, if you had to buy ink by the barrel and <laughs> yeah. it cost you, yeah. you know, the, the cost. Or if we were paying to read the newspaper, for yeah. example. It's just the, the freemium or just the, the race to zero and, and the idea that I can send an email out. Yeah. And besides hosting that list somewhere, I don't have to pay to send to that list. I don't have to pay to publish another blog post versus this, you know, the hundred that I live there. And that mentality, plus just the idea of, um, it's almost like it's a justification of the job in a lot of ways. Right. I'm giving you something new, you can't fire me. Yeah. yeah. Versus really looking at long-term metrics. And almost all of those are driven um, either by paid or long-term SEO, which just takes time to accumulate. Yeah, okay. So well, what are some tips you could give to, to content marketers to, to do more with less? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think as unsexy as it is, and it's yeah. the most unsexy thing ever, is to do content audits. Okay. I mean, a, a content audit, even something simple like using Moz will give you all of the pages that exist on your website. Here are all the, the titles. It'll give you a window into what's broken and it'll tell you what the page authority of every single one of those pages are. Yeah. Even having something as, as completely unsexy as that in a spreadsheet and then just start doing keyword searches inside your own spreadsheet for what are the five to six, sometimes seven articles that really are targeting the same keyword phrase. Yeah. And if those are competing with each other, you're cannibalizing your own content and you're making each one of these pieces stand alone in the war that is Google. Yeah. And so to consolidate those pieces in sort of like a one page to rule them all mentality, do some redirects and then be really smart about the way you interlink. Um, it ain't the most exciting thing in the world to do, but it's paid off unbelievably even in the last three months since I came on to Shopify Plus to do that kind of work. So, so data-centric, I mean, it's, it's thinking of those things before creating the content, not being yeah. reactive to the numbers afterwards. And you're always surprisingly. Gonna to, yeah. You're gonna have to write your hot takes articles because yeah. something's trending. But yeah. when it comes to that cornerstone content, you know, to spread yourself thin like that over multiple pages, multiple pieces, um, you're just eating into your own bottom line. So. Do you see, I mean, I'm look, asking you to look into your crystal ball here, but is there, is there something after content? <laughs> is, is, you know, we have your traditional, traditional digital marketing, we've got content marketing, which is, you know, what we're, what we're talking about right now, but where is this going? Do we, have we reached peak content? Is it gonna scale back and, and look oh. different to, to us at some point in I the mean, near future? The sad thing is we should have reached peak content, yeah. but we haven't, because more is just gonna get keep this is just gonna keep getting churned out. Yeah. The, the idea of prioritizing quality, the wonderful thing about all the junk that's out there is 
it's never been easier to be good by just being good, yeah. by just taking time, by being a little strategic about the way you do that. What I'm really excited about is the growth of multimedia, uh, especially as it relates to things like, I, I hate having to say self-promotional things about the company right. that I work for. Yeah. Like I love, the, I love Shopify Plus. I, the culture, all of those things, but I just know that it coming from my pen, my fingertips, is nowhere near as powerful as when it comes from testimonials, when it comes from customers, and the ability now to generate and to collect user-generated content, whether it's in the form of reviews, and seed that throughout the content itself, through audio, through video, uh, through good visuals, and then to see that throughout the funnel, so that it shows up, even on something like e-commerce, like the right. difference that having reviews and even something like Instagram user-generated pictures on a checkout page oh, is, yeah, cr yeah, yeah. it's crazy <laughs> like that more people aren't doing that. Makes so much sense, right? Yes, that, that organicness of the company isn't saying it, the people they serve are saying it. And the ability to do that with multimedia in more and more ways is gonna be incredibly powerful. And you're not, you're not one of the people who you know, thinks the uptick of video is taking away from the, the written word, right? No, you, you, I don't. You don't mind that? Yeah. I don't mind that at all. Okay. In fact, I think video is such a more natural medium to tell stories on. Yeah. And you're also thinking, how do, I, how do people learn? Yeah. Uh, some people are going to be served by words. Some people are going to be served by video. But when it comes to stories, right, that initial like top of the funnel almost kind of angle of what captures someone's right. imagination, that's what gets them in. And then I want to know the... Give me the hardcore freaking stats. Yeah. And that's almost always going to be delivered in some sort of written Absolutely. form. So yeah. it's just balancing it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's great. Is there anything else you want to add about content marketing? Um, I think I learned a lot, which is great. Oh, I just, I'm excited yeah. to be here. This has been an yeah. absolutely fantastic experience. Yeah. Uh, and no, you come back? I, I can't get you. away from Canada. <laughs> yeah. And if they ask me to come back, I will yeah. happily head, head north. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.